This is a Radio.com original. I didn't get to drive anything. Really? Not even later in the show? No, I never drove. Never drove. And now, now I'm pissed off thinking about it. <laughs> I would be. I mean, after all, Potsy deserves a car. If Potsy you know drove. I think I'm going to renegotiate four decades later. And welcome to a new edition of the award-winning Talking About Cars, where it's all about everybody has a car story. From celebrities to car personalities and more. I'm Randy Cardoon. Thanks for joining us. Coming up this week from the Hollywood Show in Los Angeles, I'm joined by two cast members of the beloved TV sitcom Happy Days that aired for 255 episodes on ABC from 1974 to 1984. Don Most and Anson Williams. But first, it's time for Talking About Cars. Cars News! Last week, we talked with Hot Rod Bob Beck about the origins of the Corvette and the various models that followed, leading up to the introduction of the 2020 Corvette mid-engine C8, the most radical change body-wise for the brand since the introduction in 1968 of the Mako Shark Corvette. By now, I'm sure you've seen the car, the C8, and read all about it. Harlan Charles is a General Motors product manager for the C8. A new Corvette is always a big thing, but to do the first uh, ever mid-engine Corvette architecture and show that right here in uh, Tustin, California, was really exciting. Let me ask you this, just to make sure I have this straight, because I've heard two different things. Uh, I've heard several stories that say Chevrolet moved the engine to the rear on the Corvette, and I've also heard the car is, quote, mid-engined. Which is more accurate? Uh, mid-engine is more accurate because the car is between the uh, the wheelbase. And what this does for us on the Corvette, it really provides us with a l- more performance, more traction. We've now 0 to 60 in less than 3 seconds on this car. And also gives you great forward visibility, great steering feel. What we've done is we've taken all the things people love about the Corvette today and add a, added a mid-engine exotic car driving experience and performance to that. I've heard a lot of people have looked at the car, and a lot of people say it looks like a Ferrari, it looks like an NSX. Do you agree, or does another kind of car kind of reach out and remind you of what the car looks well, like? Well, what we've really done is we've taken, um, it does have some of that proportion, but it has specific Corvette, too. So what we've done is we've taken our Corvette character and flavor that people love and added it to this mid-engine proportion, which really gives it this, uh, a really special look. And we we really are proud that um, the Corvette as America's sports car, we're taking on the best in Europe, the best sports cars all around the world. And we're doing it in a more uh, attainable way where more people can actually afford it. And a lot of people are really thrilled outside this country because I guess for the first time, Chevrolet and General Motors is going to offer a right-hand drive? Yeah, so... so Exactly. One of the advantages of the mid-engine architecture, it makes it easier to uh, do the left-hand drive, right-hand drive, and we plan to, uh, with this new Corvette, we think it'll have a lot of appeal internationally and globally, and we and in the future we're going to offer this in a lot more uh, places than we've had in the past. Okay, I'm going to get practical here with you. We're talking to Harlan Charles of uh, General Motors, product manager of the Corvette. It's very low stance. Corvettes have been known for that. And out here, Los Angeles, we have a lot of speed bumps. 
And as I understand it, General Motors has done something to alleviate that because a lot of people don't want to drive up and go, I don't want to get stranded on a speed bump. What have you guys done with that? Oh, great, great question. We have a new uh, front lift system on the Corvette, and what it also has is memory. So uh, in your driveway or, or your, your path to work, you, once you set it, it will remember where you use the front lift, and it lifts the car up close to two inches in the front. So you can go through all these obstacles, and once you set it to one time, it, it can remember up to a thousand different locations, and it will do it automatically. So you don't have to worry about scraping the car, scraping the front, even though it is, like you said, a very low product, uh, slung sports car. So if I understand you correctly, what, it'll use um, GPS and say, okay, on this particular street, there's a bump. I remember we did it last time. So it'll automatically lift the car? Exactly. Wow. Or that's you do it the first time, it will remember it every time you go by there. Oh, no, a Corvette with a memory. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, a lot of people are also kind of thrilled about the fact this thing's going to have two trunks. Yeah, so what's the thing about making this a Corvette, although, you know, the, the exotic cars people were afraid of, you know, you can't, you're, they're fun to drive, but you can't go anywhere, can't go on vacation. We know our customers like uh, not only just go to the track, but they like to take the car on road trips, go to vacation, the, the golf clubs. So we have two trunks in the car, and you can hold a lot, you know, the luggage you need for trips. You can hold the, a golf bag, actually two golf bags, and it also holds the, it has a standard removable roof panel, so you can enjoy the sunny days. You can remove the roof, and that'll store in the trunk as well. Let's talk engines. As far as uh, the new LT2, tell us a little bit about that engine, and is that the only engine that's going to be in the first-year Corvette C8? Yeah, so we have we have one engine. Uh, like you said, the small block C8 from Chevrolet has always been the heart of Corvette, but we've taken it to a new level. It's a new generation small block. It comes standard with a dry sump oil system that's used a lot in racing. What this does allows us to lower the engine in the chassis, which helps the center of gravity and improves handling. As well as you can see the engine through the rear window of the car. It's like a dual in there. And this new engine will produce uh, 495 horsepower and 470 pound-feet of torque. And we've announced you know, 0 to 60 capability is less than 3 seconds. As we've seen, Mustang and Challenger, Ford, Fiat Chrysler, they put in these monster engines into these cars, not necessarily the first year of development, but certainly later on down the line. Is it feasible that somewhere down the line, Corvette will start sporting some monster engine? Well, you know, Corvette, we always try to do new, new things every year, so... Of course, in the future, it'll be, if we're just starting now, this is just the beginning. And, of course, we'll have more things to talk about at a later time. Wow. Yes, we're going to start more later. Actually, that's very wise. Get it off. Get it going in the beginning. Get them, everybody, used to the design. And then they go ahead to the monster engine in about two or three years. I'm thinking two or three years we're going to be talking again, and you're going to tell us all about this thousand-horsepower beast that's going to be put into the Corvette. That would be pretty interesting. But the engine, I do want to point out, the engine we have now, with the 0 to 60 time, is actually quicker than any previous Corvette, with the one exception being the previous VR1 with 755 horsepower, which shows you the value of this architecture, the dual-clutch transmission we have that makes it capable 
of this type of performance. It's not just all about the horsepower. It's about the performance configuration and chassis that helps the performance of this car. So the price point, a lot of people are pretty pleased that it's coming in a lot lower than many thought it would be. That's the big part. We want this car to be the car that people want regardless of price, but we do want a lot of people to be able to afford it. So we have announced that it will start at less than $60,000. So the so the Corvette faithful or people getting into the sports car market can get the first attainable supercar V8 sports car at a affordable price. You've driven it. What do you think about it? As we've been driving it, it is a lot of fun to drive. Performance is incredible, but it's just a lot of fun to drive day to day, go on road trips. It's just an enjoyable car to be in, and I think everybody's going to love it. General Motors' Harlan Charles, a Corvette expected to hit showrooms in late 2019. Well, back in the mid-70s, a quirky TV show arrived on ABC. It was the year after the successful movie American Graffiti, which starred Ron Howard and Cindy Williams and other stars we wouldn't know were going to be stars until later. The TV show was called Happy Days, and it also starred Ron Howard, however, as a different character, Richie Cunningham. This is the show where Henry Winkler introduced himself to the national stage as Arthur Fonzarelli, otherwise known as Fonzie. Don Most played Ralph Malf, and Anson Williams was Warren Potsy Weber. Now, if you remember the opening credits on the show, it always show Most as Ralph driving the guys into Richie's driveway in a 30s-era hot rod pickup. Kind of made me wonder. We know that Ralph would drive the hot rod pickup. It kind of made us wonder. With Williams being on the cast for most of the show's 10-year run, did he ever get to drive a car? I mean, which car was it? He didn't get to drive. Ralph drove. He drove. He, he was no. It was his car. It was that uh, yellow kind of uh, Model A thing? It wasn't Model A. It was kind of chopped down, open in the back. Yeah. yeah. I didn't get to drive anything. Really? Not even later in the show? No. I never drove. Never drove. Yeah, and now, now I'm pissed off thinking about it. <laughs> I would be. I mean, after all, Potsy deserves a car. If Potsy you know, drove. Something? I think I'm going to renegotiate four decades later. <laughs> if Potsy was to drive and you had a say in it, what would you be driving? Oh, absolutely 56 Chevy. All right. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. You ever want to have one of those? Or, yeah, yeah, back there. Well, I, yeah, yeah. Well, at least three on the floor. It was '56 after, after actually. That's true. '56 Chevy. I like that. I like that a lot. So, have you ever thought of having a car like that on your own, or did you ever have a car like that? I did, because I'm I'm not a youngster. I bought a '56 Chevy when I was probably 18 years old for 150 dollars. Yep, and it had chrome chrome wheels on it, but it was automatic. But 150 bucks back then. It was a whole different world in America. Yeah, absolutely was. And that, of course, was before you uh, got on the show? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever happened to that 56 Chevy? I sold it. I yeah. trade, And then I got, yeah, I mean, we, we, we back then it was, I mean, an expensive car was 300 bucks. Yeah. So we would constantly change cars, get, you know, have fun, fix them up, mm-hmm. you know, do what we did, you know, just, just. It, it, it was a much, it, it was a much more reasonable way to live your life, you know, many decades ago. Was that Chevy your first car? Um, yeah, 
It was. It was, yes. It and was. Where did you get it? I mean, what was the circumstances? I, you know, I hardly remember, but I bought it off a guy, got the pink slip. I mean, yeah, I, ne I never from a lot or anything. Uh -huh. It's always, oh, I got a friend, oh, I got a guy. A friend of mine bought a Woody for 20 bucks and put in a new engine, put in a new, you know, and it was three on the column, uh -huh. put in another six-cylinder engine. We, went, we used that for surfing for years. 20 bucks. I, spent, I think he spent another 100 bucks on the, on the engine. Busted his, and we're all helping him. Yeah. <laughs> Just like the movies. And that's, we, yeah, and that we had a car. Wow. I mean, wow. how do you get a car for 20 bucks even back in the day? Oh, that's what it cost. I mean, well, it hardly ran, you know. So oh, we, okay. But my dad had, we had like a, a God, it had to been a 40-something Packard. Old, my dad's, almost gave it away for, I mean, oh, yeah, it's a junk. 20 bucks. Kid bought it, took it, fixed it up. It was a different world. It was a different world. It was now you grew up where? East LA and then Burbank. Uh -huh. So you were kind of here in the midst of all the car revolution and, and really when... Yeah, well I'm a 60s kid in terms of uh, activism and all that. Yeah, so I was born in 49, so I was 50s, you know, into 60s and I, you know, way into, uh, um, you know, I mean when the when the muscle cars started and all that, I was there, you know. But I couldn't afford that because that was huge custom jobs, you know. Um, but it was a lot of fun. So with your first Happy Days paycheck or maybe later when it was a little more, what did, was there a car you bought with that? No, you know, I got out. It's funny. I just got out of all that. I was, I've always been conservative with cars. And I didn't like cars that brought attention to me. So I just, you That's know. That's understandable, basically, based on celebrity and all that. Yeah, I really, and I, yeah, so no. If I, the problem is if I bought one, I'd have bought 30. <laughs> it would be totally compulsive. Yeah. Because I love it. I really do. I, I would be Jay Leno if I had his dough, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but I, so I just had to, like, kind of, kind of taper off all that. Yeah. Yeah. Were, were you an American car guy? Did you like uh, Porsches? What did you like? Yes. Yes. Oh, I was an American guy. Yes. But then, you know, through the years, I bought older Mercedes and things like that. But I've always had just my heart went, always went to, well, when, when America made American, real American cars, you know, when the Camaro first came out when, and, and, the, and, the, and the GTO and, you know, all that and, the, you know, all, all, all the, you know, all those really American cars that were made here and they were metal. They, yes. weren't, they weren't freaking plastic. Mm -hmm. I mean, honest to God, today, you, you get a little something and you've you got to replace the whole front because it's plastic. Which brings us to the point, what's in your garage now? Oh, I'm a, my wife drives a Navigator because they have all these kids. I've been, and I, drive, well, I just drive a Toyota a Sienna van. Really? Yeah. That is so non-celebrity. You, you did a good job hiding yourself. Well, I like it. It's one... You can throw anything in the world in there. And when you're having eight people going somewhere, there's room for everybody in there. It never breaks down. It's like unbelievable. Safe as hell. Yeah, no one looks at you. Uh -huh. So I, I guess you getting a personalized plate is kind of out. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't, that, that stuff like that, I don't, I, don't, I don't spend 10 seconds on. Yeah, no, I understand that completely. It's, it's a crazy world for those who don't know what really you're dealing with celebrity and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. So if there was a chance for you to get a car that you've, used to have what kind of car the car that got away what would that be would it be your 56 chevy or something else you know i've always what i've always wanted and i've never done a viper 
I love that car. It's it's like to me, it's more it's prettier than a Ferrari. And I just think it's a magnificent car, and uh, it's American. Have you ever had a Viper, or you just noticed it? Never had one. Ridden in one? Really? I've never had one. What was that like? It was nice. <laughs> it was fast. I liked it. Yeah. That's cool. So, yeah. So Viper would be on your list. Everybody has one. The yeah. the list. Like there's Corvette, you know. I, I, but I want I'd want Viper. <laughs> there's some about it that just appeals to me. So on the show that I can remember, you had Ralph Mouth's car. You had the Cunningham's, uh, what was that, a DeSoto or a Chrysler or something like yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it was a DeSoto. So were there any adventures and or misadventures that you remember with those vehicles or any other vehicles on the show? Oh, on the show? There wasn't because, you know, you had a whole department. With the, you know, it, was, it always ran smooth. Yeah, it always ran smooth. Yeah. Because we would hear from time to time, like, you'd have to push vehicles or... Oh, yeah. But we never... As a director, I've had to do that a lot. But as far as on-camera stuff that I was involved in as an actor, um, no, I never had Your best as a director story? Your best as a director story involving a car that didn't work out the way you wanted? Oh, uh, it's not even so much the car. When you, when you have um, tons of equipment on, on a picture car that, you know, um, and, you, you know, drivers have crashed into things because they don't they can't see very well or the or the truck pulling the car s stops short and a camera falls off you know what i mean i mean it's stuff like that it's, i hate it when that it happens. gets yeah it gets pretty complex <laughs> anson williams who played potsy weber on not only happy days but also on laverne and shirley and that makes sense because laverne and shirley came from an episode of happy days and starred the aforementioned cindy williams who was in american graffiti Williams also played the character on Love American Style and the 1996 Sabrina, The Teenage Witch, which Williams also directed several episodes. Williams' real name, by the way, is Anson William Heimlich, according to IMDb, and he's actually a cousin of Dr. Henry Heimlich, yeah, the guy who invented the Heimlich maneuver. Now, Don Most, back when he was going by Donnie Most, most remembers that hot rod truck. Uh, you know, that, that it was a, uh, what is it, they called it, a Model uh, A? Yeah. A Model A. That, that was a really cool hot rod. It was yellow and it had all these, like, um, fire-type um, cows and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And um, it, was a, it was a trip driving it. Um, I remember it was a little strange. It had its own personality for sure. Um, but, you know, I... I don't really have any great stories with that, that car. Um, I, I do remember, though, uh, when we were, spent hours and hours one day shooting um, near what was supposed to be the Cunningham House, you know, which was near Paramount Studios um, in this section near the golf course. And um, we had to just drive up and down and into the driveway over and over again. And Ron, Ants, and I, uh, you know, I think we... We, we had some good stories going during that, I don't know, four hours that we were driving, repeating the drive. But that, but then I have a, a different story with was my that the Was that the rat rod, though? I mean, not the rat rod. Was that the hot rod, though? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That oh, was, you were driving in the hot rod yeah. four times. You know, that's the thing about acting I don't think a lot of people understand is how many takes you guys have to do for one scene. Yeah. Well, back then, we were doing it one camera where we would do it like a movie, and you'd have to do it over and over again. Then later on, we switched 
to a, a three-camera format in front of a live audience. So then we would rehearse all week and then shoot the show in its entirety in front of the audience. So anyway, yeah, I wish I had some some really crazy fun stories with that rod, but I didn't get to take it home, you know? So <laughs> I only got to drive it while we were on the lot, you know, okay. at Paramount. Okay. What was your first car? I had a, a Camaro. It was a 1972 Camaro. And um, I loved that car. Uh, yeah, I had a kind of crazy story with that car once. I, I will tell this from time to time to people because um, it was a definitely unique experience. I, mean, I, I grew up in New York, so I'm driving on the um, West Side Highway, which an old highway, very narrow, um, maybe three lanes, uh, and, and they had some kind of divider on the left side, and so it was pretty narrow, and it's snowing. So it's snowing pretty good. I'm driving along, and um, all of a sudden, my windshield wipers just stop. For no reason, just stop. Within five seconds, it's like somebody puts a blanket on top of the, uh, your windshield. It's like a blanket. Somebody goes, you know, I couldn't see a thing. And I'm, you know, and I'd been going, maybe not super fast, but 40, 45. And all of a sudden, I can't, I'm going, I can't believe it. The car was a new car, you know. Uh, maybe I'd had it few months so I'm like panicking but I, I, I rolled the window down and I'm driving with my head out the window so I could see and I don't know what I did but because I couldn't do that forever you know like too long I don't know what happened but I think I, I was able to but I couldn't see behind me I couldn't see if I could change lanes you know it was it was a scary situation but I was really pissed off because the car was kind of new and I'm going Lucky me, you know. You didn't have it a California smog or anything on there because it was in New York, obviously. New York, yeah. Because yeah, I had a 68 Chevy that then they put the California smog on. They put something and all of a sudden the windshield wipers would just stop. Oh, wow. No, I didn't. Ha they didn't have that excuse. I don't know what happened. They must have shorted out from who knows. But that was scary. Anyway, that, I remember my Camaro very vividly from that. <laughs> so was, what was the first car you bought with uh, Happy Days money? Uh... Well, you know what, because um, the show was, you know, at the very beginning I wasn't making really, uh, you know, we weren't making a lot of money, um, but I bought a used a Cougar convertible because it was, you know, it was used and it was not crazy expensive, but for me that was like, okay, it was a convertible, I needed that in L.A., I'm a New Yorker, and I never had, a, you know, people had convertibles, but... It was not as practical in New York as it is out in California. So, so I got myself a, a, Mer, a Cougar convertible, and I, then I put, got a personalized license plate, D-Most. D-Most. Ah, very good, very yeah. good. I, I, I had a picture of it. I don't know what happened. It would take too long to find it. I have a picture of the car from behind with the license. So what's in your garage now? Um, I have a Fusion, a Ford fusion you know energy so I can plug it in I plug it in and it's a hybrid so I'll get 25 if it's fully charged I'll get 25 miles on it and then it goes into the gas engine which is a hybrid but if I'm driving around locally 
I could go three weeks without using a drop of gas. Never use, because I just recharge it every night. You know, if I'm driving within 25 miles, if I don't have to go into town and all that. So, and I've literally gone three weeks without using a drop of gas, you know. So I, I, I love that. And it's a nice car. Uh, it's comfortable. But I love the efficiency of it, you know. Absolutely. No. So if you had a chance to get a car back that you've gotten rid of, yeah. the car that got away kind of thing, yeah. what would that car be? I had um, a Jensen Healey that I loved. Yeah, I, I would probably like that car again. That was cool. How did you get that one? What was the story around that? Um, I, I don't, it wasn't anything too, you know, uh, exciting. I, I can't remember. I, I, I was looking for cars um, in using the newspaper then, obviously. Um, and Does that kind of blow your mind? It's like, think of the fact that we used to use the newspaper for this kind of stuff. Yeah, looking at ads, and I went down to see it. I can't remember. I think it was in Santa Monica, some dealership, and um, loved it. It was red, and, um, you know, I was about 25 at the time, probably 24, and I, and I took it for a ride, and it was fun. You know, it was just... It was different too. You didn't see a lot of them. Everybody has a list of the cars that you want someday. If you had a, like a top 10, I'm not gonna make you do 10, but give me like the top two of a car that Don Most would like to have one day if money was no object. Probably an Aston Martin. I don't know, I like the Aston Martins. The new ones or the uh, James Bond ones? The James, the James Bond ones, yeah, yeah. I would want that. With all the gadgets popping out and all that, would that be cool? Yeah, with or without the gadgets, either way. And, um, and, and um, gosh, beyond that, I, I don't know. Um, it's not like I've had, I've had uh, maybe like, I don't know, maybe an old, probably like one, a real vintage car, like an old um, something from the 40s. Kind of like what the Cunninghams had, that old DeSoto-looking no, thing? No, not the DeSoto. Um, I don't know what they were, but I remember seeing some of these old cars in the, from the 30s and 40s, that 30s even, that just looked so great, you know, where you, they almost had something you can step on outside, and, and I forget what they call that. And, but they were these big and luxurious kind of cars that... Probably some of the in the old movies, the, the old Cadillacs or the Packards or something yeah. like that, Lincolns, that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Running boards on the side. Yeah, I would probably like one of those. Would you want Tommy guns to go with that? <laughs> a a, a mock-up, yes. When you were on the show, I mean, Ron Howard did so many car-like movies. What did he drive? to the happy day said do you remember it was very very uh, modest very uh, not ostentatious in the least he was very low-key about you know he had a very practical car I can't remember what it was but it was very practical and unassuming you know who was the car person on the set or who was the was there a car person in the cast not really not really um, I don't think anybody I, I mean you know at one point then I had a Porsche you know uh, had a Targa, but um, well, you guys were a big hit by then, and everybody. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I had to, I had to get it for for you know seeing what it's like and 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 uh, experience that. 
but you know we didn't really have any you know real car aficionados so um we're a little more practical. <laughs> Don Most from Happy Days, who's continued to work as an actor, also appearing on Glee, and according to IMDb, has four projects either in pre-production, production, or have been completed and yet to be released. And so ends another Perfectamundo episode of Talking About Cars. Here's a reminder not to sit on it and subscribe to all of our podcasts here on Radio.com, KNX1070.com, or if you're listening to Apple Podcasts, subscribe to us, rate us, give us five stars, if you will, and please write a review. And uh, we're also looking for sponsors for our episodes. Reach us at TalkingAboutCars at gmail.com. Our website is TalkingAboutCars.net, where I include some extra behind-the-scenes flavor to the interviews. And don't forget to make sure you follow us on social media, on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Have you written this all down? Because there will be a test. One more thing, join Bob and I on his show, Got Gas, that's G-A-A-S, the second Tuesday of the month, on Facebook, and also at gotgas.com. And thanks again to our friends at The Hollywood Show for access to some of the celebrities you hear on Talking About Cars. Until next time, I'm Randy Cardoon. Join me as we have some fun talking about cars.